0: You're working on your baby registry, but where do you even begin? You know you'd like to register for a breast pump, but you're not sure what features are best or what accessories you'll need. Today we're talking with Dominique Gallo, breastfeeding peer counselor with WIC, about your breast pump
1: options. This is Preggy Pals. Um, is that a plus sign? Pink or blue? Hospital or home birth? What type of food should I be eating?
2: I think I just peed myself. I'm pregnant and I have to exercise. What? Pregnancy glow.
3: Wait, was that a contraction? <laughs> Gotta make these pants fit. I've got kinkles. What do you mean? There's more than one. You've got the symptoms, and
1: now you've got the support you need for a happy nine months. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy your
0: way. Welcome to Preggy Pals, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Preggy Pals is your online on-the-go support group for expectant parents and those hoping to become pregnant. I'm your host, Stephanie Glover. Thanks to all of our loyal listeners who have joined the Preggy Pals Club. Our members get special episodes, bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts. See our website for more information. Another way for you to stay connected is by downloading our free Preggy Pals app available in the Android, iTunes, and Windows marketplaces. I'll hand it over to Samantha, our producer, who's going to give us some information about our virtual panelist program.
2: Okay. Thanks, Stephanie. So if you don't live in San Diego, but you'd like to be a panelist on our show, you can still participate through our virtual panelist program. Just like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram using hashtag pregypals. We'll post questions throughout the week prior to our taping, and we'd love for you to comment so we can incorporate your thoughts into our episode. You can also submit your questions directly to our experts. Learn more about our VP program through the community section on our website, www.pregypals.com. Great. Thank
0: you. So we're just going to go ahead and introduce ourselves. We've got some panelists in the room here. Um, I'll go ahead and start first. My name is Stephanie Glover. I'm 32 years old. I am the host here at Preggy Pals and also a stay-at-home mom to two little girls, um, Gretchen, who is almost three, and Lydia, who's 10 months. Um, Both of my births were hospital, the first being cesarean and the second VBAC.
4: My name's Annie. I was the uh, host of Preggy Pals, but I'm moving nine thousand miles away. So. But she's still here. But I'm still here <laughs> because I, I we stalk can't Priggy. get rid of her. Oh, no, I'm stalking <laughs> Pals. Uh, I have three little girls: a nine-year-old, a two-year-old, and a eight-month-old. And uh, I'm a uh, labor doula and uh, newly stay-at-home mom. And I am 35 years old. Uh, I had uh, hospital birth my, for my first. Uh, my second was a home birth transfer to the hospital, and then home birth with my third.
1: I just want to state that Annie is not 35 years old anymore. I'm not. You're not? Didn't you just have a birthday? I don't know how old am I.
2: You're yeah, 36. You just, yeah, you just had a birthday. You just I, had a
1: birthday. That's right.
4: I'm 36. <laughs> I'm trying to get away with 35. I'm also old and senile. All right. <laughs> I, I, thurned,
0: I turned 32 yesterday, and I, I had to really remember that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay,
2: I'm Samantha. I'm the baby of the show. I'm, I'm 22 years old. Um, I am currently a stay at home mom, although looking for full time employment. So hit me up if you have a job available. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a 20 month old named Olivia. She was an unplanned cesarean and I'm hoping for a
1: back whenever that so happens. Hey Preggy Pals, this is Sunny, owner of New Mommy Media, which produces Preggy Pals, and we have a special interview before we kick off today's show. As you know, the Affordable Care Act has helped many moms with their breastfeeding goals, including finding pumps to help them when they are away from their babies. AeroFlow breast pumps offer some of the most popular breast pumps in the industry, and they have helped literally thousands of moms nationwide get their breast pumps 100% covered by insurance. Moms can apply their insurance coverage to special upgrades and get breast pump accessories at an extremely discounted price. They can even use HSA, FSA plans to pay for their upgrades and get a top-notch pump at no cost. So we have Courtney here, mother of two, who got her breast pump through Aeroflow not too long ago. Courtney, first of all, welcome to Preggy Pals and thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Tell us about how you learned about Aeroflow and how all this came about. One of my friends who was also pregnant at the time
5: was getting ready to have her baby shower and we were looking at her registry, and there was no breast pump on there. And I was like, don't you need a breast pump? And she's like, oh, I already got that from a company called Aeroflow, and my insurance paid for it. And I was like, no way, that's, like, that's just crazy. And I looked at their website. They have all these breast pumps, like five different brands, and they have upgrade options, and they just had a more of a variety than the other companies did. So I went ahead and filled out their Qualify Through Insurance form, And within 24 hours, I had a phone call back from a rep saying, hey, breast pumps are covered. You know, you can get this pump, which is a dual
1: double electric breast pump, and it's completely free to you. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Okay. And so you filled out the form, went through their website. They contacted you back. And then how quickly were you able to get your pump? They shipped it out within two business days and then it was to my house in about 3 business days altogether. Wow. Had your baby been born yet at that time or no? Actually no. Um I was due 30 days. That's when they said they could get it out and just luckily, you know, I was about to pop any minute then. <laughs>
5: and they got it out to me before the baby came. So I had it at the hospital and you know, the nurses showed me what to do and I even upgraded to the pump that I needed because I had to go back to work. Usually these pumps are like $400 and I got mine for less than half of that.
1: Wow. This kind of goes without saying, but I have to ask, so how happy are you with your overall experience? I know you had to get an expensive pump with your first baby. You probably thought you were going to have to do the exact same thing with baby number two, and then you find Aeroflow. It was a great
5: experience. I tell. I don't even have to know these pregnant women that I see walking down the street, and I'm like, hey, did you know you can get a breast pump through your insurance if you're breastfeeding? And they're like, no way. And I'm like, Aeroflow. Go to Aeroflow Breast Pumps, and they will take care of you It was just a huge weight lifted off my shoulders, and then I could move on to worrying about
1: something else. (laughs) (laughs) Other concerns that new moms have, right? (laughs) Exactly. And then, like, every once in a while, you need replacement parts on a breast pump. Yeah.
5: They actually have a store on their website that I could go through them and get my storage bags that I needed and new tubing and some extra bottles. I haven't had to go shopping for anything. I always did it online with them. Like it was an amazing
1: experience. Well, as Courtney mentioned, Aeroflow is different from other companies because they send out that pump as soon as insurance will allow, while other suppliers make moms wait until they've already had their baby. And they do work with a lot of different insurance companies: Aetna, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, United Healthcare, Nationwide, a variety of others. So if you'd like to sign up for their pump, you can go to breastpumpsaeroflowinc.com. That's A E R O. Flowink.com to start the process. And if you're already breastfeeding, they do have that online store that Courtney was telling you about with breast pump supplies and accessories. And you can use our special promo code, which is New Mommy N-E-W-M-O-M-M-Y, and get 10% off your order at AeroFlowMomAndBaby.com. So, Courtney, thanks again for sharing your experience with us today. And congrats on those healthy babies of yours. Yes, thank you very much.
0: today we're launching a brand new series called Your Baby Registry. We're going to be discussing the ins and outs of choosing a breast pump that's right for you. Joining us on the phone is Dominique Gallo, breastfeeding peer counselor from the Virginia Department of Health Peninsula WIC office. Welcome to Preggy Pals, Dominique. Thanks for joining us.
5: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: Now, for our listeners who aren't familiar with WIC, can you tell us more about WIC and um, what is it that you do?
5: Sure. Um, so, first of all, um, WIC Stands for Women, Infant, Children, and it is a um, government program um, for um, expecting mothers, mothers who are breastfeeding, um, and children under the ages of five. Um, it's a supplemental food program. So they, um, the women in the program will receive food for you know, their pregnancy or for their children. Great.
0: So generally, can you tell us how a breast pump works?
5: Sure. So, just very general, um, without going into too much detail to make everybody's head spin. So, when you get your breast pump, it's going to have um, a flange, and that flange goes onto your breast. That flange will form a fill around the areola and the nipple. Um, this will help. So, when you turn your pump on, it will um, create a vacuum. Um, the vacuum air is pulled into the flange, which draws the nipple in and compresses the areola. And then once the air is pulled out, then um, your nipple, it releases your nipple and it releases the areola. Great, and then
0: that extracts the breast milk? Yes,
5: Great. yes, once the nipple is compressed and um, once the areola is compressed, excuse me, and the nipple is drawn in, then that's when the milk will come out. Great,
0: and what are some benefits to owning a breast pump?
5: Um, if you are a working mother and you plan on going back to work, um the breast uh the breast pump excuse me will help it so that you can um express your milk while you're away from the baby. This um, helps maintain your milk supply um it also it makes it so you don't have to do any alternative milk um like formula for your baby while you're away.
4: I have a question this is Annie by the way no is there a benefit to having it before the baby comes because you 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 mentioned you know uh-huh. working mothers, but uh, um what if somebody doesn't know if they're going back to work?
5: This is me personally. If you are um, unsure if you're going back to work or if you're pretty sure you're not going back to work, I would not um, purchase one right away um, only because sometimes having that pump there, you know, means you've got to use it. And sometimes in the very beginning, using that pump can make breastfeeding problems worse if there are any problems or create problems that weren't ready, you know, already there. Um, so, you know, if if you don't think you're going back to work right away or, um, if you definitely know you're not going to work right away, I would personally hold off on the breast pump until you know for sure that you're going to need it. Um, but for mothers that know, you know, there's absolutely no way they can stay home and they're going to need that breast pump when they go back to work, then I'm okay with them having it, um, before, um. You know, as long as they take, like, a formal breastfeeding class or, you know, know the lactation consultant um, or the peer counselor if are the WIC program so that they'll know that just because you have the baby in your arms, you don't need to be using the pump, you know, right out the gate day one if there's no other issues, in, you know, okay. involved.
0: Thank you. And can you explain to us the difference between a manual pump and an electric
5: pump? Um, So a manual pump is uh, – generally a hand pump. Um, you don't plug it into anything. It has a little lever on the outside. Um, it's usually um, a sing- single pump. There's no mechanics. You can use it everywhere. The electric pump usually has a motor or a piston. You do have to plug it into something for it to work. It's generally a lot bigger and comes in a lot more parts.
0: And do they work the same in terms of getting the, the same milk output?
5: Not really. I like when I, teach moms about breast pumps at my job. I like to tell them skin-to-skin is usually what our body is used to, what our body is expecting for milk output, which is why the baby um, is a better pump than an electric pump. I say, if you, you know, you're not in a time crunch. You don't have to get things done right away. I always recommend a hand pump. It's more controlled by the mom. She can better mimic her baby's sucks. It's more like the baby. But the electric pump um, can you know, milk out in a short amount of time, but it usually has less compressions per minute. The suck may not be as strong like a baby. So your output may not be as much as if you were to hand express or to um, use a manual pump.
0: Now, uh, Samantha or Annie, did either of you use uh, pumps?
4: Yeah. um, And we were just talking about this before the show started with a manual pump. um, And I you know, hearing you talk, Dominique, about that manual pump, I think that actually probably would have been a better idea instead of because I had a a, a, um, a double electric pump because mm-hmm. I knew I was going back to work with my first. But yeah, it was a lot of stress, you know, and, and uh, you know what else it was, was when I put it on the first time, I didn't get a lot of milk. And so that was a total confidence buster. Yeah. Uh, and even though, you know, even though I ended up breastfeeding, we got through some early challenges fine and breastfed for, for quite a, a length of time. Um, yeah, that first time, nobody warned me of, like, hey, you might only get an ounce right. if you're lucky, you know? Right.
2: right. So, uh, this is Samantha here. So, I did get a pump um, when I registered when I was pregnant. I was like, oh, I don't need an expensive pump. Like, I'll just register for a really inexpensive one. And I'm really fortunate that I got some advice from another mom saying no you know, what you get, what you pay for as far as pumps are concerned. Generally, Samantha, were you, were you looking for like a single electric or what were yeah, you going to Yeah, just like super basic. I was still yeah. a student at the time. So I was like, I'm going to need to pump occasionally. Yeah. Not all the time. Like I'm going back to work full time. Right. So I was like, I'll just find a really inexpensive one. Someone gave me some really good advice to actually find a really good quality one, which I use that advice and I give it to everybody else because I'm so happy with my double electric now. Cause I've had to use a manual a couple times and I really, really dislike it
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> just
2: because it takes so much time and so much more effort. <laughs> so I did get, I just got a re- really great double electric. And again, I don't use it all that often only because I'm not away from my daughter all that often, but when I do have to use it,
4: I'm really glad that I do have it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so many great accessories too. Um, you know, I I drove uh to and from appointments for my last job, and it was really nice to have like the car adapter. You plug it into the cigarette lighter. Oh, and, there you go. Yeah, and then uh, the the bustier uh thingy, you know, is something else that you can <laughs> buy and that holds the nipple shields, uh, the the breast shields. Right. I took uh, a on sports,
2: your I took a sports bra and cut a slit right where my nipples were. Oh, and that's it, And it worked, and it was like a five dollar hands free breast pump ball. Yeah,
5: nice. <laughs> that's a great <laughs> <super> idea. <laughs> So funny you mentioned that. My mom since "Wick is usually for a lower income on um, families. They cannot always afford, you know, the hands-free bra. So I tell them, if you got an old sports bra, cut a hole in it,
4: yep, big yeah. enough
5: for your flanges, and it'll hold them just fine and secure." And they can um, put another bra, like another sports bra, over top of it, so their nipples aren't exposed as well. And you've got your hands-free, you know, pump bra right there. And I've heard no complaints. <laughs> That's a great idea.
0: And when you're talking with p- other pumping moms, sometimes the different grades sort of come up. There's hospital grade pumps, and then there's the personal use pumps. What's the difference with those?
5: Um, the hospital grades generally are more expensive. <laughs> Um, and, like, greatly expensive, like in the thousands.
3: Oh, um, wow. oh.
5: Generally, they are closed systems, um, and they have the stronger motor. Um, they have the stronger suck, and some of them can even be um, tailored to the type of baby that you're trying to provide milk for. So um, for an example of that is if you have a mother who has a premium NICU, there are certain cards that you can put inside of the pump, and it will create or try to stimulate a um, stronger suck to pour, you know, more milk because you're not going to have a lot of it because you have the pre um, And it, you know, kind of simulates what the preemie would do at breast, for, for your breast.
0: Oh, interesting. And then the personal use are just the ones that we've been talking about.
5: Yeah, the personal use ones are the ones that you can get off the shelves at stores. Um, sometimes they're closed. A lot of them are open. Um, their motors or pistons aren't as strong. Um, Because, you know, once you get into the heavy machinery like that, you're going to have to pay lots and lots of money for that. Um, And they usually come with, you know, a set amount of stuff. The hospital grade pumps usually come with a lot more, um, you know, um, accessories, depending, you know, depending on what your pump needs are at that time.
0: Okay. And you mentioned the hospital grade pump being a closed system. What does that mean?
5: Um, it pretty much means that there's some kind of barrier, whether the membrane or um, a diaphragm within the pump where milk can't back up into the pump or air pores can't back up into the pump. And usually the issue with that is, is mold and bacteria grow. So, because if the air and milk is getting in, then while you're pumping, it's going to come out um, and could potentially get into the mother's milk.
0: Okay. And Samantha made up a point of getting what you pay for when it comes to pumps. Um, Is there any truth to that in terms of quality of the personal use pumps?
5: Um, There is definitely truth to that. Um, And I tell moms that all the time. They, you know, often ask, they see all these breast pumps, you know, on the shelves and then they see this you know, a little $100 one, and they're like, well, that one's cheaper, so I'm going to go with that one. And I'm like, flip it over on the back and look at what you're getting compared to the more expensive ones. They generally have a weaker motor. The suck isn't as strong. Sometimes they are battery-operated, which means, you know, they're generally not going to have a strong motor. because I mean, you get more power if you plug something into a wall versus if it's running by um, battery. So you definitely, you definitely get what you pay for. Um, but, I mean, it's not that those pumps don't have their place. If you have the mom that is going to be away from her baby, like, maybe once a month, then those pumps, I think, are great. You know, they're cheap. You know, she can pull it off the shelf whenever she needs to. But for a working mother who's going to be using her pump three to four times a day, five days a week, sometimes more, I definitely suggest getting the more expensive pump because you know like previously mentioned you really do get what you pay for
0: great thank you so much Dominique Uh, when we come back we'll discuss special considerations when choosing a pump we'll be right back welcome back today on preggy pals we're discussing how to choose a breast pump Dominique Gallo is our expert so Dominique uh, we've talked a little bit about price what is the typical price range for the personal use pumps
5: they can range anywhere from hundred dollars all the way up to four or five hundred dollars, depending on the name brand, the um, type, whether it's single or double, um, and the motor.
0: Okay. And are breast pumps covered by insurance?
5: S- sometimes, um, if you are military, um, from what I'm understanding, as of right now, I know there's some talks where you know there's could be some changes in the future. But as I know right now, people who have TRICARE uh, through the military, they don't cover breast pumps for them. Um, but other people who have private insurance, um, breast pumps should be covered under the Affordable Care Act. Rather, it's going to be 100% or if there's, or if you got to pay a little bit, some, have you buy it first and then they'll reimburse you. But that would just be something that you would need to discuss with your particular um, insurance.
4: Okay. Dominique, what are you seeing as far as, you know, you're talking about the Affordable Care Act, are they providing like, I imagine it wouldn't be like a hospital grade pump, but are they providing, you know, double electric or single electric? I mean, are some insurance is saying, well, here here's a breast pump and they hand you like a, a hand pump, you know? When the Affordable Care Act
5: first rolled out, you know, because it's, it's very vaguely written, you know, they have to provide a pump, but, you know, the type was not, you know, specific. Yeah. So some insurance companies were indeed giving mothers hand pumps. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, that they have to go to work. This is not ideal. <laughs> um, but I have seen some improvement as far as that goes. Um I've I've seen some companies that only offer three, but they are the three major, you know, pump companies. I've seen some that give moms like you know lots of options i know some that are like you pick out a pump and then you tell us and then you know we'll reimburse you for whichever one um that you want to pick it's getting better um than what it was when it first rolled out which drove me crazy
0: (laughs) (laughs) i bet what typically comes with a pump Uh, are bottles included Uh, any other types of accessories usually included
5: Depending on the, the pump, if they are trying to be WHO CODE compliant, or if they already are WHO CODE compliant, they will come with collection bottles, meaning that they are bottles without the nipple. They just come with the screw-on lid for you to attach to the pump and collect your milk in. Some do actually come with a physical bottle, you know, with the nipple and everything that you could use. It's like an all-in-one. Okay. Um, and those are generally not WHO codes, um compliant, those pumps. Not saying that they're bad, but, you know, that's just a difference in what you're, what you're going to receive. World health organization has a set of requirements for um, formula marketing. And um, one of uh, those things are um, uh, bottles, you know, not to market bottles because we all know what people put in bottles. They put formula in bottles um, sometimes, you know. So um, their thing is um, just to help promote the breastfeeding is to just give a collecting kit. Like I said, the bottle with the screw top, but no, um, but with no nipple to encourage the mother to breastfeed at breast together, you, you know, and okay. leave the bottles for when they're separate.
0: Okay. And so if you're going to be uh, working on your registry and including any additional accessories along with your pump, uh, what what accessories would you be adding?
5: One of the things I always, always suggest to my working mothers, and um, I'm not sure who said it earlier, but they hit on with it, um, getting an AC adapter for your um, electric pump. Some moms um, aren't always at their desk, you know, pumping. Some Mom, working moms travel, and having that AC adapter, and for the car, um, really saves time. Sometimes, you know, you have to go to interviews or meetings and stuff, and they don't always have a pumping room for you. Um, and I've been in that situation where I had to pump in my car, and thank God that I had the AC adapter because I wouldn't know what to do, um, <laughs> you know.
4: Yeah, my second daughter, when uh, I was living down south of San Diego, you know, that was a no- normal routine, you know, and when I would show up at work, right? Um, you know, I had to start working. It wasn't like, hey, hey, glad to see everybody. Let me get a cup, a cup of coffee and, you know, go off to the lactation room for 20 minutes, you know. So right. so right. I, I pumped on the, right. on the way into work uh, as I was dropping my daughter off at daycare. Yeah,
5: and a lot of moms do that. I don't always recommend them, but, you know, whatever your setup is, that's fine. <laughs> but the, the, the car charger does come in handy um, for the electric press pumps. And I always, even if you don't need it or you don't think right now you need it, always add it to your registry. They're fairly inexpensive, um, and it's good just to have one hand. also, if your um, pump comes with a battery pack option, put that on there as well because you may be in a situation where you can't get to your car for some odd reason. Um, Maybe your car is parked a mile down the road and you can't get down there to um, pump. So the the battery um, option um, is also good, Um, you know, if you're just having to pump randomly someplace that you you normally wouldn't have to. I also tell moms to buy a second um, collection kit set because... You never know what's going to happen. I've done this several times. Thank God I work where I work. But sometimes you're rushing out the door and you leave your flanges right um, on the counter where you washed them last night and they're drying. And the pump is no good if you can't connect them to your breath. So if you always have a <laughs> you know a second set you know, at work or in your car, just in case those things happen, you know, you always have a backup plan. And then plus things break. Those little tubes, they tear. Those membranes tear. Um, You know, they're not made to live forever. So it's always good to have a a backup um, collection kit, I think, for um, those pumps.
0: Yeah, that's a a great point.
5: Are there any safety considerations when researching pumps? Um, The main one, um, I know people try to, you know, cut costs where they can't, the main one um, that I'm really concerned about is just buying secondhand or use um, electric pumps or even manual pumps for that matter. Um, I, I, I try to steer away from that with my moms. If they could afford to buy a pump, you know, I always suggest them to go out and, and just do that. Just for what we talked about earlier as far as the open and closed systems.
0: So you're talking about bacteria and mold?
5: Yeah, uh-huh. Definitely. Okay.
0: And then, um, and lastly, are there any must-have features? When you're comparing those pumps online and you register you're in the store, are there any things we're looking for on the box that um, are just must-have features?
5: Me, personally, I know there are some pumps on the market that has a uh, one-button-push down feature. That is okay for those mothers, I guess, I can't figure out how to tweak their pumps, but... I personally like the double feature where you can adjust the suction as you want it and the speed
3: as you want it because you can get
5: it closer to your baby than, say, that one button push because that's pretty much what the manufacturer sees as standard, and that's what you're going to get. So if you have that option in a pump, I I love that feature. Um, And if I were to go out and buy another pump today, that's one thing that I would look for is just a double feature versus the one. Um, single let-down button. Also, too, some pumps come with the um, AC adapter option, so I always look for pumps that they may not come with that, but, you know, you can buy it separately cause not all pumps can do that. I always look, you know, for that, too, just in case, you know, I need to purchase one of those. You want to look at just the overall motor and, and piston aspects of your pump. Um. You know, you don't want to get a a weaker one, you want the strongest one that you can find if you're going to be using it more often.
0: Okay. Great. Thank you so much, Dominique, for joining us today. For more information about Dominique, as well as information about any of our panelists, visit the episode page on our website. This conversation continues for members of our Preggy Pals Club. After the show, Dominique is going to talk about purchasing the breast pump secondhand or using a hand-me-down pump and what special considerations need to be made. To join our club, visit our website, preggypals.com
4: Hi, Preggy Pals. We have a question from one of our listeners for our experts. I'm pregnant with my first baby and I want to breastfeed her. My mom didn't breastfeed me because she says that her nipples weren't toughened up prior to giving birth to me. And when she tried, she got really sore nipples, so she quit. My girlfriend said that toughening up your nipples sounds really painful and I should just feed my baby formula. I'm so confused by all the conflicting advice. What should I do to get ready for breastfeeding?
3: Hi, so this is Robin from the Boob Group in San Diego Breastfeeding Center, and um, that was such a wonderful question. I actually get asked that question quite often um, when I teach breastfeeding classes about whether whether a mom should toughen up her nipples prenatally before the baby gets here so that way they're not so sore when baby is born. And actually the La Leche League came out, I think in like the 1980s or 1990s, saying that um, please don't toughen up your nipples. Um, there's no reason to cause any sensitivity to that very sensitive area um, before you've had your baby that's what your baby's there to do Um, and as for to go straight to formula because your nipples are going to hurt well Yes, your nipples are going to be tender for the first week or two, or most likely. That's that's pretty common, I and mean, that's a lot of stimulation for one area of the body. Um, but pa- nipple pain, um, really uncomfortable nipple pain, is actually not the norm. That's not what's supposed to happen, and that's that's a way of your body telling you that it'd be helpful to figure out why this is occurring, so that way you can resolve it and then go on to breastfeed your baby very peacefully. So I do have a couple tips, though, that I offer very regularly to my prenatal clients um, on ways to prepare for breastfeeding before your baby is born. So I'll give those to you. Um, First thing, have a long chat with your partner. Take turns discussing what your goals are for breastfeeding and make sure that you're on the same page. This is the person who's going to be your biggest cheerleader. And so if you're having challenges with breastfeeding, this will be the person who says, well, let's figure out how to solve this issue so that way we can make this process so much more comfortable for you. Another tip that I have would be take a fantastic breastfeeding class. Don't settle for status quo. Take one that, you know, talks about latching, common concerns, how to know your baby's getting enough, but also discusses local resources and is taught by a dynamic teacher who actually has a background in lactation um, and breastfeeding. That that would be one of my top tips for sure. Another one is to definitely attend a breastfeeding support group while you're pregnant. When we interviewed Ina Mae Gaskin on um, one of our first boot group episodes, this was one of the things that she recommended as well. And it's just, you know, so you can learn the lay of the land, where to park your car, where the group is located, if the women seem like the type of ladies you'd like to hang out with. Um, But also you can see women breastfeeding in their, quote unquote, natural habitat, meaning baby on boob, minus the cover, no need to feel like they need to cover up. And you can see that there are so many different positions that moms breastfeed in. And um, and you can talk with them about it. Ask them the questions that you have about newborns and breastfeeding and things like that. And plus, then it's a familiar place, so it's not some place that's going to be um, that's someplace that's going to cause you stress going to because you've never been there. So attend it while you're pre- while you're pregnant, and that way it'll be a familiar place. Um, another thing that I find is really helpful is coming up with a visitor policy. So those first few days after your baby's born are critical in establishing your milk supply and helping your baby become a successful breastfeeder. So when the entire family and neighborhood is camping out in your hospital room or on your couch, sometimes it can be a little uncomfortable trying to. Figure out how to latch your baby in front of a wide variety of audiences. So um, definitely set up a visitor policy with you and your partner so that way everyone knows when a good time to come by is and that it will also allow you some space to figure out a lot of this stuff without an audience. Um, lastly, choosing a breastfeeding-friendly pediatrician. Um, while this might seem kind of silly that a pediatrician wouldn't be supportive of breastfeeding. Not all know as much about uh, breastfeeding as, as others do. So choose one that has made it her passion or his passion to know more about breastfeeding and also ones that know about local resources in the community. So that way, if you're having a challenging time, um, they'll be able to point you in the right direction. And actually, I lied. The last one that I always recommend to my pregnant moms is find a local lactation consultant in your community who can come to your home, or you can go to her office if you need assistance, but do this while you are pregnant. Find this person, find her website, find her phone number, her email address. And so that way, if you do have challenges, this is the person that you need to call and you've already sought her out. So there's nothing worse than finding someone at 3.30 in the morning when you're freaking out because your nipples are sore. Instead, find this person beforehand and then you may never need her anyway. So hope that's helpful. Thanks so much for your question.
0: So that wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Preggy Pals. Don't forget to check out our sister shows, Parent Savers for the parents with newborns, infants, and toddlers, Twin Talks for parents of multiples, and our show, The Boob Group, for moms who breastfeed their babies. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy your way.
3: This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider.
1: New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com. Hey, mamas.